Everybody to the nations worldwide, this is the Travel Couple Podcast where we introduce you to couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money living that travel lifestyle. We are your hosts, Mike Pletz and Natalie. Tune in every Wednesday as we interview couples living a travel lifestyle, get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other and listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives while traveling the world. This is your one-stop podcast for travel, relationship, and business goals. uh, This is our first episode of the new year. Happy 2019. Everybody who's listening to this episode, we thank you for last year, all the listens that you gave us, all the support that you gave us, and especially a thank you to all the couples that took the time out of their day out of their busy schedules to join us on each and every one of these episodes we really appreciate it and thank you so much we urge you to join us on our facebook page at facebook.com slash to the nations worldwide to see everything that we've got going on and especially in this new year we have launched a travel store a store especially for travelers it has t-shirts backpacks apparel necklaces things like that things that kind of popped out on us we are jumping into the world of drop shipping let us know what you think check it out and show us some love over at store.tothenationsworldwide.com uh and just keep on watching out for these episodes every wednesday we're going to be releasing them consistently this year in 2019 and we are so excited to be with you on this journey of couple travel on this travel couple podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so that you get the notification as soon as one of these episodes release and be sure to give us a review. It really helps us spread the word about this travel couple podcast. In today's episode, we are joined by Lena and Basam of Happily Ever Adventures. They are a married couple who document their everyday adventures online and share their travel, relationship, and lifestyle advice. We talk with them about balancing their work, a blog, and traveling, working on their relationship, and recharging through travel. So without further ado, here's our interview with Lena and Bassam. Today we are joined by Lena and Bassam of Happily Ever Adventures. They are a married couple who seek adventure in everyday life and share their travels, relationship, and lifestyle with their followers. You can follow their adventures at happilyeveradventures.com. Hello, Lena and Bassam. Welcome to the show. Hi, Mike. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you for having us. Thanks for joining me. Um, let's just get started to get a, to uh, get to know about the two of you a bit better. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourselves and what you do? Okay, so we actually have been together for 17 years. We've been together, no, 12 years. Oh my God, I don't know. <laughs> oh wow, so now finally I got something on you. Really big yes, number. I was like, wait, is that right? So we've been together for 17 years since high school. Yeah. Um, and we got married three years ago. I've always been really big on traveling. It's always been a really big passion of mine. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't really been something that Sam really liked very much. 
um, until we got married, actually. And he kind of, you know, as I kept kind of encouraging him to go places and we do like a blend of my travel preferences and his travel preferences, he slowly started to get really into travel as well. Nice. And uh, for me, I'm actually, I'm an accountant. I have my own business mm-hmm. and it's kind of a startup. Um, it's been kind of a challenging year. Uh, working on the business and trying to travel before we start a family. Um, so uh, yeah, we both thing. work full time. Um, I'm also, I'm a behavior analyst. I work with kids and adults with autism. So oh we balance our full time jobs, the blog, and then trying to travel as much as possible. And that could be quite a handful to balance. Uh, just that in itself. Definitely, yeah. We've had to get really good at time management and planning ahead so we can kind of fit in all the things that we want to do. Definitely. And and how did the two of you meet? We met in high school. So Bassem had just moved here from Lebanon. Bassem grew up in Lebanon. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I met him, he didn't speak English, and I thought his accent was really cute. <laughs> so we started... Uh huh. yeah, sure. <laughs> That's exactly how it happened. <laughs> so uh, it, it's really interesting that you said, Lena, that you um, you were the one that was really interested in to travel and you, you wanted to get uh, Bassam out there to travel more and more with you. So it, it leads right into our, our first topic of discussion here, which is travel. And I like to kind of warm up our guests uh, with a simple two-word question. But for so many couples, it has such a complex response. And that is, why travel? That is a very, very good question. Um, Should I give my answer and then yours? So for me, I feel like it brings out the best part of me um, to be able to see how other people live their lives and to see other cultures. I feel like I can take something away from everywhere that we visit. And that just adds to who I am as a person, the way that I see the world, the way that I interact in the world. I don't think we've been anywhere where I haven't learned something about the world and about myself. And I just feel like it's made me a better person. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. So I love seeing what the, for example, went to France um, last number. And you get to see all these historical places and castles and cities. And just that by itself meant so much to me. So I love learning about new cultures, food, um, uh, little things that, that they do, like traditions. So that is what it, what makes me interested in travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and just being able to immerse yourself in that culture and to understand all these different traditions I mean, I, I couldn't agree with the two of you anymore. That, uh, I, that's the reason why we travel for sure. And uh, getting into travel more, where were the two of you last? Where are you right now? And where are you traveling to next? So our last destination was a little bit different from where we usually go. We were in Mississippi in the United States. Um, that was my first time going to the South. And being from the West Coast in California, it was a very different experience for us. It almost felt like we were in a different country. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really cool to get to kind of experience Southern culture. Right now, we're at home. Um, we recently were evacuated due to the California fires. And so we had to cancel our Europe winter trip, unfortunately. So we're spending some time with family, which is nice. And next, where mm-hmm. are we going? <laughs> uh, we're planning a trip to Japan in March. We're really excited about it. That's been on our bucket list for a long time. 
Okay, perfect. Nice. Um, so in Japan in March, have you guys planned out where you're going yet? We are probably the worst travel bloggers in the world because we don't plan anything until very last minute. <laughs> it, nice. it really stresses our friends out um, because, like, if we're traveling, let's say, nationally, we won't even book our hotel until the night before, sometimes the day of. Uh, we went to France last year and we did a three-week road trip and we only knew what we were doing for the first three days. <laughs> this is part of the adventure yeah. yes it is for sure <laughs> do you guys uh, is this how you will always plan your trips is this kind of something that you two look forward to like not knowing until the day of well what I like is to rent the car at the destination we get to and I like to drive around and ask locals what they recommend and based on that then we can book our hotel uh, wherever we end up staying so Pre-planning ahead of time for me is not as much fun because, you know, sometimes you might want to do other things than what you've planned back from home. Uh, so that's why I like that adventure part of it. For me, I would prefer to plan it in advance, but sometimes with balancing travel with our whole time, we aren't always able to have a lot of advance notice of when we're going to go somewhere. We'll see that our work schedules are a little bit light, and then we'll say, okay, let's plan a trip for that time. Or we'll find a really affordable plane ticket, and so we'll go. And so we don't always have a lot of time to plan, and so it just seems a little easier to make it more flexible. Very nice. nice. And I mean that last minute, uh, that last minute planning really does help you be a lot more flexible with what you want to do. And it doesn't seem like you're you're ever really let down uh, by missing things, right? If you don't plan a bunch of things that you might miss. Yeah, that's a really big thing for us. Um, I'm a big like FOMO person. I always worry that I'm going to miss things when we're in a destination and I want to do everything there is to possibly do. So that's something I've had to work on is to kind of let go a little bit. And if we do like the highlights of what I wanted to do, like be okay with that and not always feel like, but we didn't do everything. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, the highlights of Mississippi, what were they to you? So Mississippi, we actually specifically went there to work with a casino, but we were at the casino for most of the time. And then our preferred travel style is just to wander and explore. So we had an extra day and we just kind of got out of the casino and wandered. And we ended up coming across this really cool street. It was in like an arts district. It was very eclectic. We found um, a greenhouse that had been converted into like a cafe and they had live music. So that's our favorite thing to do. We'll just go wander and see what we find. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Now, with travel, travel brings a lot of different experiences. And I want to get into a little bit of them with the two of you. Starting with, what do you feel has been your most rewarding travel experience together? Something that really opened your eyes and, and made you feel like traveling is what the two of you want to do together? I think our, our three-week road trip in France really opened our eyes to what we want our lifestyle to be like. Um, it was really nice to see the way the French live. They live with such a zest and passion for life and not for work. And it seems like they really fully enjoy the moment. And so we really came away from that trip feeling inspired. We tend to be really big workaholics, um, and that's a big negative for us. 
So kind of seeing how they lived, we came home and realized, you know, we really should be enjoying the moment more um, instead of like spending all this time making dinner, but then just eating it in front of the TV. We should be, you know, spending that time eating together and actually enjoying each other's company, spending more time on conversation, mm-hmm. uh, working a little bit less. So I feel like that trip was was a big one for us. We really got to enjoy the three-hour dinners. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Definitely. I, I really like that. Um, I mean, do you two tend to do a lot of road trips together? Whenever we can, uh, especially if we're taking uh, short trips uh, on weekends, uh, we definitely like uh, to uh, go to destinations that are drivable from us. Mm-hmm. Um, we feel like we get to spend time in the car. We get to listen to audiobooks together. And that kind of, you know, uh, brings us together even more. We're really big on being able to kind of do whatever we want. And so tours usually aren't the best fit for us. And so that I feel like road trips, because if we see something interesting, we can stop there. If we want to reroute, then it's fine. Um, so it just gives us that flexibility to kind of be a little more spontaneous. Absolutely. It's really funny because the Sam is actually not spontaneous in his everyday life. He's only spontaneous while traveling. And I like to be spontaneous all the time. So it's, it's very interesting to see that when we travel, our personalities actually match more than in our everyday life. That is really interesting, <laughs> for sure. Now, I mean, with travel and especially road trips come some moments that maybe we can look back on and smile at, have a laugh at. Uh, I know we've had them. Have you two have a, had a awkward, embarrassing or hilarious travel experience you'd want to share? So Sam is going to have to tell you the story of the time that he totally embarrassed me at a Michelin star, three Michelin star restaurant in France. So go ahead and tell them what you did. It's kind of embarrassing. So uh, we ended up deciding to go to this restaurant. We got there, we were so excited about food. Lena doesn't eat red meat, so she requested fish. I, on the other hand, like uh, my meat cooked. Uh, fairly so uh, they had duck for the day so I said I want to try it at the three Michelin star restaurant it's going to be great so when they served the food uh, the duck was so raw that it felt like it was going to jump off the plate so (laughs) (laughs) and and duck meat as you know is kind of fatty and I don't like fatty meat so I tried to start cutting the meat the fat off the, the meat and everybody started looking at me weird at the restaurant. If you've never been to France, you have to understand that etiquette is one of the most important things here. And so if you're not demonstrating proper dining etiquette, it's a really big deal. Already, just with the way he was cutting his food, all the waiters like started staring at us and like whispering, kind of whispering like it was already a big deal. <laughs> but then what did you start doing with your back? So when you don't eat the food that you plate, that means I don't want to do that. <laughs> I started taking the pieces of meat and hiding them in the napkin. <laughs> so basically, the whole piece of duck that was on my plate ended up in my napkin. And so he got up to go to the restroom, <laughs> and you're supposed to put your napkin on, on your chair, and then they'll come, and they'll kind of, like, fluff it out and fold it back for you. And I was like, oh, my God, they're going to do that, and all the t- duck is going to go flying everywhere. So I have to hide it. <laughs> <laughs> so I took his napkin and I'm holding it and the waiter comes and he's searching for the napkin and he can't find it and he's not going to ask me. So he just kept looking and like thought it was so strange. 
and then finally gave up. The sound came back. I gave him his red napkin. <laughs> he left it on his plate, and the guy was just like, it was so bad. They, they were so disgusted by us. But to make matters worse, before we leave, the Sam asked the waiter, did I do anything wrong? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the to ask how to deal with situations like this is the waiter. It's Google. Google. Yeah. Not the waiter. <laughs> Poor guy. He turned red, and literally the words would knock out of his mouth, and he stormed out of the room, and we never saw him again. Literally never saw him again. We had a new waiter after that. <laughs> That's so funny. That's a good story for sure. <laughs> Sorry, that's a little bit long, but that's our most embarrassing trouble. <laughs> no, that, that was great. That was great. And how about uh, turning this into another direction? Do you two have like a bad, a worst travel experience that you've had together? That was, so we never like to think of any of our travel experiences as bad because they all are a memory. So, you know, getting sick on a trip is never fun. But like our first year anniversary, we were so sick. All we could do was eat boiled potatoes in bed. And we had these, you know, amazing dining reservations for our year anniversary. And so it's like it was terrible at the moment, but it's such a funny memory now to, to think back and think, oh, our first year anniversary, we had to have boiled potatoes in bed as we were constantly running to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So we don't like to look at it as bad. It's just another adventure that's part of travel. Definitely. And I like that you try to turn that into another direction and talk about the, the positive of things in uh, a lot of the times when you have these bad travel experiences, which will happen if you travel, uh, you can look back on them and, and they become funny moments and they become great moments that you can share w- uh, with each other and with family and friends. And, and uh, the reason why I ask you to about all these different experiences is uh, because we like to talk about your relationship, too, and how traveling uh, affects your relationship and how traveling, what does travel do to your relationship? So that's my next question for the two of you. How do the two of you feel traveling has affected your relationship together? It has been such a wonderful thing for our relationship. It's actually brought us so much closer. Um, we tend to fight more in everyday life than we do when we're traveling, which I know is usually the opposite. But traveling just seems to bring out the best side of both of us. And we go into travel with the mentality of whatever is going to happen, that's fine. Just go with it because it's all part of the adventure. And so I think that really helps because any bad things or unexpected things that happen, we're able to turn them into a positive situation. And we just end up having such a great time together. Like we always come back feeling so much more connected. We go into every trip with an intention. So on the way there, whether we're driving or flying, we ask each other, what's the intention for this trip? And so if the intention is something like to get closer to each other, we try to maintain that intention throughout the trip. And then on the way back, we evaluate, did we meet that or not? So it's been really awesome for our relationship. Mm-hmm. Now, you, uh, I like I like how um, very personal the two of you are and upfront. And you said something that caught my ear was that the two of you argue more in your uh, your personal lives and less when you travel. And do you feel that traveling has become a little bit of a, a reset for the two of you, a little bit of a recharge to kind of uh, maybe you get to that point where you say, you know what, we need to go on a trip. We need to recharge our relationship. Do you feel that way ever? 
Definitely. Whenever we're getting to like a really stressful point or we're getting a little too bickery, we'll say, you know, maybe we should go away for the weekend. Mm -hmm. And it's always a really good reset for us. It just kind of helps us focus back on what's important and let go of the little things because it's so easy in everyday life to just get stressed by all the little things that pile up. And so when you travel, it removes you from that situation and you can look at it from more of a big picture perspective. Definitely. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. So how about when planning a trip? I mean, we've already talked a bit about your spontaneous travel planning. But when you finally do get down to that travel planning just before your trip, who's going to take care of what? Who books the hotels? Who books the flights? Who takes care of the itinerary? That I have to give credit for Lena. She actually plans the whole trip, um, the hotels, the activities that we do. And I plan on bringing the electronics. So I'm the gadget guy. Gotcha. Yeah, he even brings like extra phone chargers for me because I tend to break my chargers. <laughs> <laughs> he brings all of it. Perfect, perfect. So, and uh, the itinerary, who takes care of, you know, planning everything, uh, all those little details? And who takes care of the driving when you're in a car and, and getting to from destination to destination? Sam drives because he's a control freak, and he's he's a very big backseat driver when I drive, so I'm like, forget it, you drive, and then I do the itinerary. I love researching things, and so I'll read the reviews, and there's a Yelper advisor, so I'll read all the reviews and try to find, like, some, like, off-the-beaten-path type of place. We'll ask locals a lot of the time. We don't ask them where should we go, because we've noticed when you ask where should you go, they tell you, like, the big tourist hotspots but if you ask where do you go you get way better responses so we tend to do a lot of that, that that's a really good tip for sure and, and um yeah i like that the two of you have a really good uh balance in your relationship you you know you know what the two of you are doing and for, for planning a trip and for when you get there to uh you have a good uh you complement each other really well and thank you my my next question is for for happily ever adventure for the two types of travelers the two of you are what has been the best destination for you such a hard question <laughs> so we have a couple of favorites for like a you know stereotypical romantic like beach island type destination hands down bora bora we went for a honeymoon and it was such an amazing experience for an adventure type of trip i would say either jordan in the middle east or alaska in the united states and then for a couple who like history maybe like fine dining um exploring like wandering around little streets france and france is probably the destination that we return to the most often if you go to our blog that's probably what we have the most um information on Nice, nice. And then getting back to France, you two did the the three week road trip, and obviously you've returned to France. Um, what what would you recommend to a couple who's planning a trip to France? Uh, like a, just a small recommendation of things that they cannot miss if they go. Oh, that's so hard. So I would say you have to definitely see different parts of France. I think most often people just go to Paris. Mm -hmm. And while I really, really love Paris, I love the south of France more. 
And that's all that says a lot because I really, truly love Paris. So my biggest tip would be to try to see different parts. And then the second one is to make sure that you understand the etiquette, because I always hear people say that France is not a good experience or people are not very nice. And what we found is it's your behavior. So they do have a very strict code of etiquette. And if you follow it, then you get the most amazing treatment back and it completely transforms the trip. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent advice. And France is something that I, uh, a place that I've wanted to go for so long, especially Paris. And I'm sure if I plan a trip in the future with Natalie, I might be reaching out to you two for some advice. <laughs> oh, definitely do. We can talk France all day long. So we'd love to help you. Awesome. Let's see if you have any places you want to visit in France, reading up a little bit about the history of the place will make you feel more connected when you visit in person. Yes, yes. Now, do you two have any more advice out there that you'd want to share with a couple in regards to their relationship and travel? In general, I think with everything with a relationship, it all comes down to communication. That's something that we've really struggled with over the years because we're very different people and we have very different communication styles. So we've worked really hard and it's been tough and time consuming and stressful, but I think completely worth it Mm -hmm. to learn each other's communication styles and to talk to each other in a way that will resonate with the other person. So we actually, we taught, we're very open about all that on our blog because we feel like no one talks about the hard parts of a relationship. Like you sometimes can feel like you're the only one that struggles or you're the only one that fights because everyone else just talks about the good stuff. But everybody struggles. It's just not so openly out there. Absolutely, for sure. Now, communication is so key, and I couldn't agree with you anymore. Is communication something that we're going to hear about in your six-week relationship challenge? Yeah, so thanks for mentioning that. We have a six-week relationship challenge to start off the new year. We thought it would be a great way for couples to just reconnect to each other and start the new year off strong. Every week, we'll have a different challenge that revolves around an aspect of a healthy relationship. So one of the challenges will be communication, but the other ones are things like appreciation, novelty. There's all different ones. We didn't want it to be too intense on communication because the communication ones can be a little bit harder. So we were trying to like ease people in and maybe we'll do a full communication one in the future. Awesome. Awesome. And where can people find out more about the six week relationship challenge? It's on our blog and it's also the link in our bio on Instagram. So if you go to Instagram, Happily Ever Adventures, link in bio or go to our blog, you can also just DM us. We're really responsive. So if you DM us or email us, we'll send you the link directly. Awesome. And our listeners can go to our show notes page for this episode. And it'll be also linked very clearly in the show notes page because this is something going to be really awesome for couples to check out. We'll be following along with it. And when does it start? It starts on January 5th if you want to do it live with us. So what I mean by live is we'll be doing it right along with you and we'll be sharing with you how our experience went and kind of helping you troubleshoot. The other thing is we'll have prizes every week. So every week, anyone who's participating, you just have to tell us how it's going for you and we'll enter you to win a prize. If you do it after that time, then you can still do it. We just won't be doing it at the same time as you. Awesome. Excellent. I can't wait to, uh, you know, start off this new year with a great six-week relationship challenge with you guys. That'll be awesome to follow along with you. Awesome. Thanks. We're so happy you guys are joining us. 
Now, our podcast is about travel, it's about relationships, but it's also about lifestyle and trying to set up that lifestyle that allows you to travel more. And you two are are tackling this, and it seems like you two have a lot on your plate to be able to balance everything that you've got going on, your work, your your blog, and traveling. It could get really overwhelming, and I want to talk a little bit about this because it, it really helps our listeners open up their eyes to, you know... This tra- this lifestyle, it it is awesome and it's rewarding, but it is also a challenge. It is also very difficult to establish. And to start things off, first, Happily Ever Adventures. Where did that name come from? So that name came from our first year anniversary. We had just had a really hard first year of marriage. My mom passed away two weeks after our wedding unexpectedly, and Bassam's sister had just moved um, overseas, and she was his only family here. So we didn't deal too well with the challenges in our marriage, and I personally didn't handle my grief well, and I and I felt like I withdrew from life. And I really didn't want to live that way because my mom had battled ALS for six years, And if you're not familiar with ALS, you lose the ability to speak, to move, to breathe, pretty much everything. And she still had this passion and zest and positivity for life. And I wanted to make sure I was honoring that legacy. So I thought, you know, we can't just be waiting until we're traveling to feel like we're living life. We have to feel like we're living life every single day, no matter what our day looks like. So that's where the Happily Ever Adventures came from. You know, the adventures could be something as small as we're trying a new recipe together or as large as a three-week road trip to France. Mm-hmm. But it's possible to have that adventure all the time. Mm-hmm. And I really, you have such uh, an incredible story and so much to share with uh, your audience. Um, and to incorporate that, you know, that positive outlook on life and uh, trying to find these adventures in everyday life, it's really awesome to, to read along and to follow along with the two of you to see what you're doing. Um, so, I mean, yeah, continue, please. <laughs> just, I just wanted to commend you on that. <laughs> so, I mean, with, with a blog and in traveling, I mean, that in itself is a lot of work. And then you two have these full-time jobs that you're working at. Uh, and, I mean, um, Sam, you've got your your own business, and that's even something more on top of, you know, just working a nine-to-five. Um, how do you balance all of this? It's very challenging. And what we've been working on is time management. I believe, you know, having proper time management uh, to have uh, work-life balance is very important. Because we, it's easy to get carried away by focusing on your job, on or your business, or other things. Uh, but you know, uh, scheduling it uh, um, in your calendar will make a huge difference. And we've tried that, and this has been working great for us. And so right. I would recommend you know trying that if you are overwhelmed and you have so many things on your to-do list, um, it will definitely come in handy. And we feel like it's really your priorities. So it is, it is hard to do everything in life. You can't do it all at once. Travel for us right now is a really big priority. And so we do sacrifice on other things to be able to travel. But Sam has a little more flexibility with his days off because he works for himself. It's not like he has a number of vacation days, but he has to manage his work. So he maybe sometimes has to work even when we go on a trip. Um, for me, I'm limited by my vacation days. 
So sometimes I have to do creative things, like I'll ask my boss, is it okay if I work on the weekend so I can have an extra vacation day? Or we'll plan our trip so that we're taking a red eye so that we leave like that night and then we come back like that morning so we don't have to take the departure and arrival days off. So it's really just figuring out like little tricks, like how can you sneak in more time? For me, I've noticed as long as I'm getting everything done, my boss isn't as upset about me taking time off. So it does lead to, you know, just having really good productivity and time management and then figuring out ways maybe that you can work extra so that you then can time them off. Mm-hmm. And time management is so key and it's something that I really need to improve on and work on. So when you when the two of you are scheduling things, um, how how detailed do you get in scheduling something on a calendar? Do you schedule like I'm gonna write on the blog, I'm gonna work on a blog post during this time, and this time is uh, to you know be together and to work on a relationship. Like how detailed do you get when you're scheduling? We're detailed up to the hour, actually. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And we have a shared calendar together, so we can schedule our date night and quality time that we want to spend together. If we didn't do that, and we tried that last year, uh, you know, by just plan, planning it verbally, and we ended up getting busy and missing out on our quality time and on, on our dates. This year, we said, no, we're going to put it in our calendar, and we're going to stick to that schedule. Yeah, so both of us actually have planners that are laid out by time, so it's the time slots in a day. And we tend to schedule ourselves that way for two reasons. One, it makes you realistic about what you can actually get done in a day. I really struggle with this where I think I can do a 100 million things that I can't do. So seeing it laid out visually, I see, okay, I truly only have time to get this done. And then it holds you accountable because you can check that and see, okay, am I where I'm supposed to be at today? So laying our days out like that has been a game changer and scheduling things ahead of time. Because like the Sam said, when we weren't scheduling things, they just weren't happening. Like life gets so busy, it's really a hard thing to put it on you that you're going to have to remember to do things. You're not gonna remember, and it's just gonna float around your head and it's gonna stress you out. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, that's something that I'll need to start working on in the new year. And uh, it's really interesting that you, you know, you two are so coordinated together with your planning and your scheduling and right down to the hour. And I like that you said, you know, it makes you more realistic on what you can accomplish in a day because that can really start to, you know, if you sit down at your computer and you think that you can get all this stuff done, and you don't get like even a fraction of it done, you, you kind of starts to dwindle away at your your confidence at how well you can keep up this lifestyle of blogging and traveling and, and working a full-time job. Definitely, because it's a lot. I mean, blogging on its own is a full-time job. And so you have to also be mindful of that. Like you're you're putting a very hard expectation on yourself. And so that's why it's important to be able to give yourself grace with the things that can't get done and also put together good systems so that you can streamline things as much as possible. Not to keep plugging our blog, but we do have um, a planner. It's a freebie on our blog to help you plan out your year. And so it kind of just helps you go over, like, what do I want to have happen in my year? How do I turn that into goals? How do I schedule all that? So you can find that on our blog. Awesome. And can we, where can we find that on your blog? Right now, if you go right now, it's, it's one of the very first articles on the homepage. But otherwise, if you go happily dot com backslash 
New Year planning. And I can also send it to you to put it in the show notes. Perfect. Yeah, I'll, our followers will be able to, to see it there in the show notes. Excellent. And I like I like this planning topic for sure, because it's something that I mean, I mean, I need to personally work on it in the new year. And I'm sure lots of people need to to work on their time management more and more and keep on working on that in the new year. It's been a big journey for us. Um, like I said, I'm a behavior analyst. so I do a lot of this at work, helping people figure out um, their routines and things like that. And me and Bassam kind of, kind of struggled when we got married because we had very different styles of how we approached work. And so this has been a really big work in progress for us to get to the point where we can do things in a similar way. Mm-hmm. Now, with your blog, I mean, we've already talked about this. How I mean, a blog is in itself a full-time job. With the blog comes, you know, blog posts, writing, photography, social media accounts. Who takes care of all this? Well, Lena takes care of all the writing, the social media, and what else? <laughs> <laughs> so, Sam does, um, again, like we said, he's a gadget guy. So, he takes care of, like, making sure we have all the right gadgets. Like, we recently upgraded our camera equipment, and so he did all the research and figuring out what kind of equipment we're going to get. Um, we were starting video this year, and so he's looking into, like, video editing, things like that. He used to edit our photos, but I took that over because it was becoming a strain on our relationship because I was getting really annoying about the way I wanted things edited or the turnaround times, and we were fighting over it. And so I was like, okay, this is not worth fighting over. Like, let me just take it over so that I'm not, like, frustrating him with what I'm asking. She learned how to uh, edit photos pretty quickly. So she can relieve me from that. Nice. And so I can focus on my business. And these are like the kind of things that, you know, in the relationship you'll talk about and say, okay, so this is kind of hard for me. And uh, the other person can take it over. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me also, like, uh, for example, when we're traveling, uh, in the beginning, we used to ask people to take our photos. Uh, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that. But I have to figure out a way that we can do it on our own. So I researched uh, a good tripod and a remote control that worked with our camera. And this way we can take as many pictures for ourselves as we want. Yeah, I I take like 95% of our photos with a tripod. um, And we actually have a blog post on that, how we take our photos when we travel. So it's a guide to how couples take travel photos. Nice. Excellent. And, um, well, with with, uh, what we've been talking about here with – how uh, how you two balance everything when you're traveling? Uh, sorry, with your with your work, with your travel blog, and trying to fit travel into your lifestyle. Do you two have any more advice that you'd want to share with that couple that wants to pursue a similar lifestyle to the two of yours? Yeah, if you're going into blogging, I would say learn SEO. I didn't start learning SEO until May of last year, um, and I really regret that I didn't start earlier because I was always so worried about having to churn out content on a regular basis, but I wasn't even getting that many eyes on the pieces of content I was publishing. But after I started optimizing for SEO, I started getting so many more eyes on my blog posts that it felt more rewarding. It didn't feel like I'm talking to a void. And also, if we did have periods of time where I couldn't release content, For example, like if we're traveling and I'm not publishing as frequently or if we had like a challenging life situation happen, it's okay. I can let go of the blog for a little bit and our traffic is not going to. So 
So I highly recommend learning SEO, um, but still writing about things you like, because just writing for SEO can not be so fun all the time. And you have to love it. If you're going to do all this, if, you, if you're going to blog full time and work full time, you have to genuinely love it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are easier ways to make money. This is definitely not an easy way to make money. And so you have to have the passion and you have to enjoy it. Definitely. And do you have uh, do you have something that really opened up your eyes when you were learning about SEO that, you know, something that uh, you changed that kind of brought in more traffic that was noticeable? Or was it all a bunch of little adjustments with your writing that allowed you to start to bring in more traffic? So for me, the just the word SEO, the letters, were, like seemed like a very scary concept to me. I would freak out every time I heard it, and I'm like, no, I don't need to know that. I don't want to know that. Um, and I was in a bunch of Facebook groups where I learned a lot. My favorite one is DNW, Making Money from Blogging. That's my absolute favorite. But because I didn't have the basics, I wasn't understanding the higher-level concepts people were talking about. And so what I've learned over the past year is there's only so long you should frustrate yourself with trying to learn something on your own. If you're trying to learn it on your own and you've put in your best effort and you're still not getting it, get help. And so I hired a tutor for two tutoring sessions. It wasn't a huge cost investment, but I was able to get that one-on-one support and learn the foundation of SEO. That was the game changer for me. Awesome. Yeah, and and sometimes... You know what? Like you said, if you're not learning it on your own, you need that extra little bit of uh, of of sometimes just a push or to set aside that time with somebody to start to learn a little bit more of a foundation in order to then get the ball rolling for you to learn more. Yeah, exactly. Because then I was able to see things on Facebook groups or read things and it all made more sense to me. Definitely. Now, what's next for uh, Happily Ever Adventures? What can our audience look forward to with you two of you? We're pretty excited for 2019. Uh, We have a lot of travel plans. Like we said, we're trying to go to Japan. We're going back to France, hopefully Italy and Greece, and then a bunch of just smaller trips here and there. But also on our blog, we've kind of gotten to a point where we feel like we've learned what our audience wants and doesn't want. And a lot of it is really raw and real relationship talk. So next year, we're act- we're always real, but next year we're going to be opening up and being very vulnerable and getting very specific about challenges that we've gone through and exactly how we've resolved them. So we're, we're a little nervous, but we're also excited to start to introduce that content. That'll be really interesting and really eye-opening for a lot of couples to follow along to that for sure. Yeah, we hope so. We hope someone can take away, you know, some sort of tip from it definitely and there you have it lena and basam sharing their travel stories with you today on the to the nations worldwide travel couple podcast i want to say a very special thank you to our guests thank you so much guys and joining me on this episode thank you for having us and i just have to say you're one of the few people that said basam's name right so good job (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much and i just want to uh give you to the floor and let our audience know where's the best way to reach out to you where can they check you out anything else you want to plug so you can reach us on Instagram, Happily Ever Adventures, and our blog, HappilyEverAdventures.com. We are very responsive. We love chatting with our audience, so feel free to DM us, email us, leave us blog comments. It gets lonely feeling like you're talking to the void, so come chat with us, definitely. We'd love to, to get to know you. 
thank you to all of our listeners out there to the nations worldwide. I cannot express appreciation enough for having you listen to today's episode. Visit us at travelcouplepodcast.com slash 39. That's this episode, episode number 39's show notes. Learn more about Lena and Bassam and everything that they've got going on over there. Leave a comment on the page. Let us know how you work on your relationship. We'll be sure to get back to you. If you'd be so kind, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review. It helps us consistently deliver you these episodes every Wednesday. This is Mike Pletz and Natalie. Hoping you have a wonderful adventure to the nations worldwide.